What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It uh, feels like it's been too long. I mean, this is supposed to be a daily morning broadcast. Now it's 8 o'clock p.m. We haven't been here in days. I don't even remember how to do this anymore. Anyone got any notes, any pointers? Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. Off the bat, at the end of the episode, we're going to have Sheath here with his monthly business tips. And, of course, the show is brought to you by Yo Kratom, Yo Delta, the websites you can go to for all the drugs you'll ever need for your entire life. Because the world's coming to an end, and who wants to be sober for that shit? So if you're over the age of 21, you know, go to YoKratom.com while supply lines are still intact. Get yourself a bucket of Kratom. Do they send it as buckets? I don't think so. How many kilos fill up a bucket? I also don't know how to answer that question, but you can figure it out. You can go online. Or get yourself Kratoms of Kilos, Kilos of Kratom, $6 at YoKratom.com. And then you can let me know how many Kratom buckets you can fill up with Kilos of Kratom. All right, let's get into the news. Uh, it's the briefing for 4522. I don't know why it says 422. It's not 422. It's 452. That's the date today. So let's get into it. We're already getting weird up front. Let's get into it. So uh, on today's show, got some important topics. Uh, for starters, uh, government in search of labor invariants uh, are now going to reopen the border. We got Jen Psaki, who's going to be circling back to working in the private sector. Uh, we're going to be uncovering what kind of kids Hunter Biden was buying and answer the biggest question in today's media. Who will put up greater rape numbers? The cartel with the borders reopening or Hunter Biden as he gets back into crack to enjoy the last days of freedom? These are the kind of answers we will bring to you. No one else is addressing these issues. So let's start off with uh, Jen Psaki. This was the big storyline. She's reportedly leaving the White House, heading back to MSNBC. And so in a statement, she said that she is leaving the White House to work at NBC to better focus on what she loves, which is lying to the American people. It's just a little bit of a pivot so that she can, you know, do in. Uh, she's jumping ship. Let's be honest. She's realizing, man, this Biden thing's coming crashing down. She was home with Corona for a second time, sitting in her basement, thinking about how many times she's been boosted. And she was just stuck there all alone. And she's like, why do I keep fucking lying for these people? I'm not going to be able to do this forever. I better cash out while my resume still looks good. Sometimes you're working for a company. It's been nothing but growth, 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 good quarters, good quarters, good quarters. And you know, the end's coming. So you go, all right, you know what? I better put this down on my resume, showcase what I've done and take that other job before this, uh, before there's a sinking ship. Cause I don't want to be the one who's got to be at the press conferences addressing, you know, what the Biden's penises look like, what, and what wasn't on that laptop, whether or not the guy's having cognitive decline amidst a potential nuclear war, you know, it was fun. Last two years, what I have to do, I have to uh, pretend that, you know, some vaccines were working for viruses, uh, to pretend that inflation wasn't going to happen and that jobs were going to come. And now we're two years into this thing. It's not going anywhere good. Might as well cash out while I can. And then the worm, who, as I've said, this is just two actors playing different parts in the same play. So we got the worm from Fox News sitting down with Psaki, asking him some of the hard-hitting questions. If you're out there, let me know if you guys can hear it, because uh, we tend to have tech issues. But here, let's give it a listen. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. So President Biden is talking about putting Putin on a wartime trial. Does he expect Putin to turn himself in to stand trial, or does he think somebody's going to have to go into Russia and arrest him? Well, without getting into the mechanisms, which I know were the good questions every... All right, I got to stop it right there because without getting into the mechanisms is one of the greatest lines of bullshit in human history. It's like if the President Biden made an announcement, he got up there and go, uh, we're going to, we got an initiative and we're going to end all sadness in, in all of mankind. 
yeah, no one, no one's ever going to be sad ever. It's never going to happen. We got, we got a new program to, to make sure that no one's ever sad. And then people were like, all right, you know, the president said he's going to end, add, end all sadness on planet earth. And then Psaki goes, well, without getting into the mechanisms of how we're going to end all sadness, it's just that the president would like to address his feelings that he feels as if from a not sad perspective, because he wasn't sad in feeling like we needed to address sadness. And he's not sad about the fact that other people are sad, but he just wanted to get in front of this, except the fact that other people don't quite have the bribe money from China that he has. And so without getting into the specific mechanisms of how he plans to end all sadness without getting bribe money from China to everybody, uh, without the specific mechanisms, it's just an initiative on the table. All right, let's listen to a little bit more of Jen Psaki because pretty soon she's going to be gone. You're going to have to tune into MSNBC. And at least when she's talking from the White House, I mean, it's news. MSNBC, that's just entertainment. So you, why would you even go there? I mean, they're not even pretending to do anything factual. At least when she's talking from the White House, she's pretending to present you with facts. Let's listen to some more. Everybody was asking uh, our national security advisor. There is precedent in the past of how this process can work. We're not going to prejudge what the process would work or or uh, what steps uh, would be taken uh, through the, through an international legal process. So that's not quite where we're at right now, Peter, and I can't give you a sense of the mechanisms of, of if, if convicted, what would happen. Okay, a question about college sports. In some places like the Ivy League now, there are biological males competing against women. Does the White House think that is fair? Well, I would note that we're not the governing body for the NCAA or uh, any other uh, system out there uh, that I believe you're probably referring to uh, the case over in, in swimming in the NCAA. Uh, we understand how important sports are to student athletes across the country, but the NCAA obviously makes uh, puts these policies in place. Uh, what I would say, uh, Peter, if we look... I got to pause it right there because no one's, no one's, I think, shadowing her yet for this, but what I would say, just say it. Just say it. You're standing here right here. Has there ever been any line that better showcases the fact that these two people are just playing a game where you ask me a question and then I lie to you? So you've said this, you've played that card. And so what I would say in response to that card is here's a dignified line of gibberly, gobbly, googly, bobbly, bloobly, blook, uh, where, where we uh, will we're, we're, we're sitting down and we share your concerns and we're going to address them. And as the president would have said and should have said, and what I would say, oh, it's like Magic the Gathering, which I've never played because I'm not a fucking loser, but it's like Magic the Gathering. Oh, you played your demon card, so I'm going to respond with this card. Like, or you could just have a normal conversation. You could just respond to the question, well, what I would say. Aren't you guys going to miss her? Who do you think's coming in next? Who do you think? Who do you think they're uh, bringing up from the bullpen of liars? Of course, Obama made his uh, return to the White House there. Uh, it's 12 years of the Affordable Care Act. And so he was coming back. And how many of the staff at the White House were standing around? Go, please don't leave us. You can't just leave us with this other guy. He's going to he's going to get us all nuked. You know, when you got one good parent, one bad parent in the divorce and mom's about to leave you with the drunk dad and you're like, you can't just leave me here. I mean, that's not my parents are still together and they're, they get along well. But I know I've seen that in movies. All right. So they get together. They sit around. Obama gives this whole uh, the health care that I did. It's still good. It's still going to continue being good. And if we uh, if uh, we stick to the thing that I did and. We don't let Biden do too much to ruin it. Then the health care will continue 
to something. I didn't listen to his speech. I don't know what the fuck he said. But the one thing that I did enjoy was at the end, they decided to sit down and they were going to sign some documents. It's a big signature signing. I don't know what they're signing into action. I mean, we've just spent, what is it, $92 trillion? I mean, every single week, there's some new spending program where they go, all right, we've raised the budget. We're past. We've, we've broken through the debt ceiling to a new level where we can spend even more because people before us, they weren't as strong. And so they couldn't get above the ceiling. But this is new times and there's new science and we've trained harder, faster, longer, and we're better politicians than the other politicians ever were. So that debt ceiling that they had, it's not going to hold us back. We're going to blast through this ceiling as they keep coming out with more and more spending plans. None of it makes any sense. Where's this funding coming from? Who's going to pay for it? I mean, the Russians, we're at war with the Russians. What are we going to do? Seize their rubles? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, so uh, Biden's there and he's signing some new document. And so I was curious, what is it that Biden is going to bring into action? What is this new health care reform that didn't exist, that the old president's coming into the Oval Office? They're having this whole big ceremony. They're signing papers. And so here was the quote. Agencies, this was what Biden was signing into action. They did a whole ceremony and he sits there and he signs that agencies should do everything within their power to make health care more accessible and affordable. You think the agencies are sitting around and going, all right, we're going to, we're going to make it, we're going to make it better. Now we got our directives before we weren't going to make it better and we weren't going to make it more affordable, but now you might as well sit down and make a bill and go, uh, we're, I'm, I'm signing a bill here that everyone in the country is going to be smarter. And then you get Jen Psaki up there going, well, we can't speak to the specific mechanisms, but we do like to live in La La Land where we just make proclamations of fantastic things that we will never do. And then other people will report on it. Uh, and then here's footage of, if you didn't see it, after he fumbled and mumbled through his speech. Uh, so there was some food footage of Hunter Biden hanging out at the party. And remember, you know, the Bidens, they know how to party hard. Like they go to a party, they're doing crack, they're sniffing kids, they're bringing in hookers, they're paying out their brothers. And so you put him at a party where you got to like actually behave. And he's really just in his head thinking, man, this fucking party sucks. I don't even know what to do here. If I can't do, if I can't do crack with my kids and get some fucking hookers, uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do at this party? Just pretend like I'm listening to this shitty fucking symphony opera music that they going on in the background. So yeah, I'm going to give you the play by play of uh, Hunter Biden because we got some uh, some rare footage of Hunter Biden in action walking around the White House unscripted. So let's see what happens when, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's there and he doesn't have a teleprompter. Here we go. Where's that guy who was going to hug me? For uh, listening to the podcast, you can go uh, check out this video. Next story is we have senators reached a $10 billion deal on COVID funds because, uh, hey, you know, viruses, they don't make themselves. You know, like that opening line at the beginning of part of the problem, you want to know where wars are? Look at who we're funding next. Well, if you want to know where viruses are coming from, know, look at where we're putting bio labs. So they got $10 billion of new COVID funds because they've done such a wonderful job preventing this last pandemic. If only they had more funds available, we can prevent even more pandemics. So here it is, the exact quote on what is going on in this new COVID bill with $10 billion in funding. This $10 billion COVID package will give the federal government and our citizens the tools we need to our continue our economic recovery and give Fauci a nice raise. 
Guy deserves it. He's going to have to get out there and sell some new virus. And then, of course, the CDC, you know, everyone's kind of been giving them some shit. They got all this data. They haven't put it out there. They keep going, don't wear masks. You got to wear masks. Schools are taking masks off. The CDC still is going, hey, you got to wear masks. And then people are going, man, this messaging is kind of confusing. And they go, hey, we're not confusing anyone. And everyone's like, I don't know. I kind of am confused. And they go, all right, you know what? Our messaging is confusing, but we're going to address it because you guys spend, I think, $40 billion a year on this organization. So uh, we're going to make the changes necessary so that everyone has a better comprehension of everything that they need to know in regards to COVID. So this was from the Washington Post. CDC under fire for COVID response announces plans to revamp agency. So here's the quote from the article. In an agency-wide email sent shortly after 1 p.m., Walensky said she has hired a senior federal health official outside of the Atlanta-based agency to conduct a one-month review to kick off an evaluation of CDC's structures, systems, and processes. And just don't lie to people. That's all you got to do. This is actually very simple. Just make the data that you collected available. Stop lying to people. How much are you paying this consultant? I'll come in. I'll consult. I'll go, hey, you know all that data? Well, I don't understand it. And you guys don't understand it. So why don't we just make it publicly available? And then scientists can scrutinize it. We'll all see that you guys were lying through this entire thing. Uh, it'll be more transparent the next time. Problem solved. That, that's all it would take. And by the way, how great is this? This is a real wormhole of an episode of uh, the way government sells us like they're actually working when they're not. So it's going to be an agency-wide that's going to kick off the evaluation. This isn't even the evaluation. This is going to be the 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 the, 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 the kickstarting party to when they again spend more money on more people to then, you know, what, what fucking wormhole of not working is this? All right, here's one more quote from the article. Never in its 75-year history has the CDC had to make decisions so quickly based on often limited real-time and evolving science, she said in a statement. As we've challenged our state and local partners, we know we know that now is the time for CDC to integrate the lessons learned into a strategy for the future. And that's all fine, except then don't give top-down orders as if nobody else can make decisions for themselves. Then let your fucking local doctor. I talked about this in my end-of-year misinformation spectacular. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. A lot of thought and care went into that. A lot of funnies, a lot of good jokes. But you don't get to be up there making centralized decisions for the entire country and saying we are the lords of science ourselves, and then backtrack and go, all right, yeah, we didn't really have the systems in place. I mean, this is everyone in the world should be extremely, did you guys, I, what's the level of yelling I need to do in my living room that there should be like a yelling meter so that other people can understand just how important some issues are? Because I get it. Sometimes I'm yelling about nonsense and then I'm yelling about something important. You can't really differentiate. You're like, which of these things is Rob actually really outraged about? So I'm going to put this one at like a nine. This one's pretty flagrant. You just turn around and you go, hey, listen, some mistakes were made, but you know, with more of your money, we can hire more consultants and pretend like the issue is something other than us just lying to you. All right. Here was another uh, uh, recent headline. So they keep talking about um, whether or not government is going to do a bailout for all of those kids out there who took on student loans, got themselves degrees in art, got themselves degrees in, in women's gender studies. You go every single day. They don't even show you a single vagina. Every day you're like, here, I'm here to learn about women. And then they're like, you got to respect her. You're like, I'm paying money to learn that I got to respect women. You're not even going to show me a single vagina in this room. What the fuck am I doing in this gender studies? 
You know, my kids probably got fooled by that. They're like gender studies. That sounds interesting. I bet I get to look at vaginas. Then they found out you just got to hear people complain about their vaginas. And then the next thing you know, you've been uh, you, you realized you couldn't just transfer out of that class. And then you just come out woke. You've been totally uh, brainwashed because you just thought you got to go to a class and learn about some vaginas. That's terrible that you would do that to 18 year olds. Uh, so anyways, they keep talking about that. We got to get rid of all the student debt, the crime the humanity that people were suckered into taking on loans for education that would never pay them off properly. Well, then who's going to jail? I want to know who's going to jail. Who sold these kids into loans that they can never pull back that we have to have the taxpayers bail them out? All right. So now I want to read this quote. This quote is a fantastic quote It's from an individual. And they're talking about how upset they are that we haven't finally came, come to a conclusion and said that we're not going to make kids repay their loans. So here, here's the quote. If we can continue to indefinitely delay student loan payments and interest, we can just as easily cancel it. Rep. Chewy Garcia continued, we cannot continue kicking the can down the road, leaving student borrowers with the uncertainty of when this will end. How, how what, isn't that a fantastic level of entitlement that like it's now assumed that your student loan is just good. You don't have to pay it back. That would be like if your landlord, you told your landlord, hey, I'm having a rough couple months here. And he said, all right, you know what? I'll help you out. It's been a rough month. I don't want to evict you. You're a nice guy. This month and next month, I'll let it slide. And then you started saying, well, I can't live this way with the uncertainty that I might have to repay. I might have to pay for this apartment that I'm living in in three months from now. I can't live that way. No, no, no. It's a debt. Assume that you have to pay it. It's a gift for any juncture in time that you don't have to pay it. Next up. The U.S. seized yacht owned by oligarchs with close ties to Putin. And I'm thinking, in order to show our support for Ukraine, let's get our hottest members of Instagram partying and taking selfies on this boat. I mean, if ever everyone's on social media, they're trying to showcase their support for Ukraine. We've seized this boat, and this is the way to do it. I mean, I was listening to Zelensky, and he was telling them at the Grammys, as long as you guys engage in song and dance, we're going to pull through this. So I think this would be the next way that people can showcase their, it's not sending money, you know, it's not getting involved in any capacity, but I think if we get some Instagram influencers on this boat, throwing themselves a party, we can showcase our support for the people. All right, next, we're flying through the last couple of stories here because I see Bobby the bank waiting to come on, sharing those business tips with us. Got the sheath underwear. I see him. He's standing there. He's flexing. Put some pants on before we get to the show, Bobby the bank. All right. So. The newest is uh, in this uh, Durham going after Hillary Clinton. So this was from Zero Hedge, but there was quite a bit of coverage across various media outlets today. That was a smooth sentence right there. John Durham, Michael Sussman, and the broader Clinton conspiracy. I get annoyed when I read this stuff because they're mostly just validating things that you read two years ago. They go, oh, wow, look at this bombshell. The guy lied to the FBI and he was representing Hillary Clinton. It's like, this is old news. But apparently they're claiming that uh, they busted the guy because it was actually straight up written in a text message. Uh, and so they actually got it in writing that he was lying to the FBI about whether or not he was representing Hillary Clinton when he showed up with the Steele dossier and then got the deep state to spy on Trump and then lie about the Russia collusion. You guys know what happened there. But what bothered me in this Zero Hedge article, but the, they were talking about that there was a five-year statute of limitations, and that this might be past the five-year statute of limitations. And I feel like for undoing whether or not there was treasons at the highest level of government and people, you know, lied and spent 
they wasted too much of our lives telling us that our president was a Russian agent to fucking tell me that there's a statue of limitations of undoing it, especially when it's the very people in government that are able to slow down the process. I would think if like specifically government cover-ups, treason, or these kind of crimes, there should not be a statute of limitations because we know that these are the experts in terms of running out the clock. And in terms of all of this stuff about uh, uh, the like whether or not we're going to have a democracy, well, I would think that we're going to have to do a pretty thorough look back into what happened here that people were able to lie and actually get a president of the United States of America spied upon. We're going to have to do a look back on that. So I don't want to hear about statute of limitations. All right, flying through a couple more stories. Next one, U.S. stops Russian bond payments, raising risk of default. This one's interesting. So there's a lot of uh, U.S., uh, I, I guess there's Russian bonds in the U.S. The Russians have money in American banks. Thus far, they've been able to use the money in the banks to pay off their bonds. Now the, the Treasury is basically saying to the banks that they can't process that Russian money. And I would think, who the fuck is going to keep their money in our banks moving forward? Like, just I, I really think I know we've done some interesting articles. Uh, I mean, some interesting episodes with both Gene Epstein and with Keith Weiner. They gave somewhat uh, contradictory opinions in terms of inflation. They both said, hey, the dollar, it's the least stinky shit. It's not going anywhere. I believe I don't know if Gene Epstein went as ham on that as Keith did. Uh, but I do think we're playing with fire here. Like there's going to be like, is Russia really just going to, so we're, we're, we're going to push Russia into defaulting on its debt to us citizens. And that's going to be a win for us. Or, or remember like two weeks ago when they said everyone's going to have to pay us in rubles. So I would just think that they'll um, start accepting the euros so that they can then convert that to dollars. I don't know. It just seems like you're going to be forcing Russia to be like, all right, I'm not working with us banks in the future. doesn't seem like a win. Uh, you know what? We're going to cover this, and I'm going to talk to Bobby, and then we're going to come back, and I'll do one more story. So I like this one. Apparently, uh, JetBlue is considering merging with Spirit Airlines. They realized, hey, why are we competing to see who's the worst airline? Why? We can just join forces and then and then be the worst together. You know, we don't have to be the worst separately. Spirit, you can bring your shitty service. JetBlue, we'll bring our cunty attitude and we'll solidify the fact that we're the world's worst airline, which is the perfect segue into how to better run your business, which is why top of every month we bring on a loyal sponsor of the show, Bobby the Bank, Sheath Underwear. Let me, uh, give me a second. Let me uh, reset up the screen. Yeah. How are we doing, Bobby? Excellent, sir. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on. How's the uh, how's the physical store coming together? It is. We just we're waiting on the sign, which we just got the permits for Woodland Park, Colorado. If you're in the area, come see us pretty soon. Hell yeah! I'm I got a summer porch tour date uh, coming up. I'm actually I'm filling up this calendar with summer porch tour dates, which uh, I'm very very happy about. Going to be all over the country uh, coming this summer. But when I'm next out in Colorado, I want to come to the store and I, I want to get in some training. I, I want I, you got to teach me how to fight, dude. Yeah, let's get let's get some rolling in and uh, we'll get you in shape. <laughs> All right. I like it. Get me summer porch tour ready for the rest we'll of the get gigs. You ready for G.I. Jane three. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I am rocking that uh, that look. All right. So, Robert, first I is uh, I was I've been very pleased that as of late, when I run into uh, listeners of the Run Your Mouth podcast, 
quite a few of them have been showing off their sheaths to me. And they're Thank telling you. me the people that have tried them have told me that they've updated their entire wardrobes and like they're, they're sheath only now and they'll never go back. I'm going to have to get some, uh, some testimonials from, from real life, run your mouth listeners who have converted. You guys are too kind. Thank you so much for giving us a shot. And I, uh, I mean, I talked about it, but I went skiing and I had the, uh, the long johns yeah. and those things were a lifesaver because it was spring skiing. And so even though I was wearing my ski pants, I didn't get too hot. It was like, it was perfect. Yeah. The lot they're called base layers. People love them. Keep you a little, that little extra layer of warmth in the winter. Uh, we do have a fan comment here asking if I will be the next, uh, underwear model. Um, and the problem is I'd have to go on the sheath diet. So I, I'm not ready to take on that commitment at this time, but you, I do you, feel like I, I, I do feel like I got the bulge for it. I don't have a nice piece, but I feel like in the, like whatever my, my junk in sheath, it looks excellent. If you say the word, we'll, we'll make it happen. Cause it's, it's up to you. You know what I mean? It's not, uh, it's not up to me. I mean, your team is into it. It's just a yeah. function of whether or not I'm ready because the, uh, the male models that you've pulled from the podcasting and comedy community thus far have had nice bodies. Malice is a lean fellow. I would say I'm a little bit, I got more size on him, but he's, uh, he's leaner, looks better with the shirt off. Uh, same with Mark Norman for a guy who drinks that he's oddly cut. He killed it for us. Both of them did, but we could get, we could set you up and get like two little Colby Covington hot models to stand on each side with your arms around them and look there like you a go. pimp. Hell yeah. Do I have to, does it have to be that gay? Can I get women around me in their sheets? Whatever you feel would make you most comfortable. We'll get you a fluffer, <laughs> make you nice and presentable. That's what I like to hear. All right. So top of the month. Mr. Bobby, what do you got for us? What's your business tip of the month? Uh, business tip of the month. Thank you again for having me. Um, so just having a plan, basically write it out, knowing exactly what you want to do and, and making it happen is it's hard. It's, it, it sounds simple, but most people are kind of just like running through things in their mind and they're going over and over and over different options instead of solidifying the destination where you want to end up like seeing that in your head and then the the steps will unfold as you work towards the destination you don't have to like figure out the steps one by one you just figure out the destination and then the steps unfold as you it sounds simple right but it's about focusing your, all your attention, like a laser, like when you're trying to magnify a leaf from the sun, you know, and like burn a hole in it, you really want to direct all your attention towards the goal and don't stop. Like don't, we're, we're all like um, ADD and onto the next thing. And you, a lot of people end up talking themselves out of doing the thing that they want to do because they overcomplicate. It's just like, pick it, like make, I just did a podcast with my friend, Max Pohl. It's like, make a decision, set a date and then make it happen. It's, I mean, that's one tiny little. No, I think that's, uh, that's huge. I'm trying to live by that one. Cause one is, I think when you, when you actually 
devote time to working on something, you start figuring out solutions. So like yeah. if you actually have something and you commit, I'm working on it and you devote some time every day to it, you know, you start figuring out solutions versus if like you don't really commit to it or it's just kind of floating around as something that you conceptually would like to do. So, you know what I mean? You never make forward progress. So sometimes you got to like actually commit to doing it, devote some time to it and start, you know, a little bit of forward progress, building some momentum. Uh, so I actually, I did that because I'm trying to, my goal right now is I want to fill up, uh, I want every single weekend, May, June, July, and August. I want to hit a different, different town. Even if it's just Saturdays, I'm trying to hit a different market every single Saturday. Uh, and then I want to take September off to write another end of year. Like, and then I want to rehit all the cities that went well. So like, I know that there's kind of like a built in audience, which will take me into, uh, 2023. But like, I actually, I put up, dude, I put up like on my wall, it looks like fucking serial killer detective shit. I got a light pointing against the wall. I went that day to Staples and I got myself like an, an annual calendar and like visually, cause I find like, I'm like disorganized. I was like, visually, if I think if I actually have this up on my wall and I start seeing what weekends are open and I start like, like working on plugging those weekends, I'll actually get it done. And I'm telling you, it, like it, 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 and it's made a huge difference and it's still, I have the problem that you're describing with the picking the date I'm doing it now where it's like, all right, someone got back to me. We're putting that on the calendar. I'll figure out flights later. I'll figure out how to like make it profitable. Like, but let's just, let's just set the date. Let's just commit. Let's do it. We'll take it from there. So Bobby, I'm living the system. It works. Yeah. I mean the deadlines, like you were just saying, like if you set a deadline, you're going to be much more likely to accomplish it because if you don't set a deadline, it could go on forever, you know, and don't be scared. Just believe, have a little bit of faith in yourself. I have this tattoo. It says faith. It's the first tattoo I ever got. And you just have to believe that it's possible. And then like think abundance. You ever, you know, you have like they, people think limited resources and some people think like unlimited resources. Just try the unlimited resources mindset and see if that works for you along with these like dedicated uh deadlines and um you know deadlines and just exactly what you want to do you know and uh talking about putting your mind to something i mean the women in the chat are coming out wildly in support of my male modeling career we've got yeah. forest mommy saying i should definitely model and then we've got stacy avum going check that box do the modeling i think people are saying they'd like to see the sheath bowl oh my god we got another lady in the chat who would have thought oh we're bringing goodness. in so many women? All the girls vote for Robbie to model. <laughs> it's a bucket list thing. You can say you can put it on your resume. Your model, I, and we can go. make it happen, and it'll give you something to work towards. Write it down. People, people want to see day. the sheath bulge. Now, I think uh, from between now and I got too many goals. Maybe, maybe, maybe twenty twenty three. We'll uh, we'll re-explore getting out there and showing off. You know, taking 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 a whole bunch of blue chews, getting a good fluffer. And showing yeah. off that sheath bulge. I think 2023 is a good year to make it happen. Three and months. You hats, by the way, the hats, they're done. So, oh, you guys, hell yeah. You guys are going to start seeing Robbie in, in the sheath hats because we had an agreement and he's supposed to be wearing it, but he can't wear the same hat every time because he'll look like a Trump I, supporter. I, uh, I, I wear the hat. I like it. I wear it with pride. I feel like I'm a, a sponsored NASCAR, NASCAR driver and I'm hoping in next year's deal, maybe we'll just work out a full tattoo across the forehead. 
you know, so that way I'm pot committed. There's no, there's no out. And then people anywhere I go, they know I'm team sheath. Okay. Let me show you. Have you seen my tattoo? You got a sheath tattoo? Yeah. I'll do it like this. I was, oh wow. You went the whole back. That's legit right there, dude. That's pretty right, cool. People. That's how that's comfortable a sheath is. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm committed. That's, and that's commitment too. Like just because once you make a decision to make something happen, a lot of times we can be talked out of it and people will tell you you're, you can talk yourself out of it. Other people talk you out of it, but if you get it tattooed on your back, there's no talking you out of it. So there you go. You got to take the first step of putting your dreams into reality. And that's putting pen to paper, actually stating a goal and then once it's there, you've already taken the first step of actualizing it, putting your dream into reality. And then the second step is, uh, as you said, you got to have a positive mental attitude, you know, one foot in front of the other, other rocky shit, take some mushrooms, take some Adderall, feel good about yourself and get it going. That's it. It's very simple. Open your mind. Like you were saying, take some Adderall. Um, all right. So before I let you go, you got any, uh, what's, what's coming down the pipeline. So this past winter, we got, we got hoodies. We got the long johns, which I was a big fan of. I know last summer you expanded the product line. You went with uh bamboo and all sorts of new premium materials. So what, what can we look forward to in, uh, summer 2022? Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Well, just to let you know, we released a Michael Malice pair about a month ago. It's killing is it a flag it freedom flag it's it's dynamite uh depicted it looks like it looks like red dynamite it's available it's called the tnt pair i think and we have that we just came out with the blue colossus which it, uh did you know there's a stonehenge in texas probably I not did i did not know that we did a photo shoot at stonehenge in texas with our new blue colossus pair that came out epic it's really cool if you check out our instagram at she thunderwear you can see that next is going to be the mesh v so we have the long leg mesh for the summer comes with the built-in vagina. So it you can has... just put it on and come right into the sheath hole. You're combining sheath with sex toys so that if you don't have enough time in your day to masturbate, cause you're so busy at work, you can put your dick into the, the V hole and yes. just, and, and just blast off a rock right there. And it's got the pouch. So you don't even have to clean up. It's a self-contained cum pocket for your day-to-day uh, <laughs> -day living. You know, these things, it's much needed in, in society. With all the stress, we all need to relieve ourselves. All right. Any other, uh, uh, before I let you go, any other uh, people? I like, to, I like to keep it to one topic, and I feel like we really put a big and simple one out there today, which is write down your goals and get started. Um any other insights into like, because you're like even a manifester, like, will you put that goal up on your wall? Will you meditate on that goal? Like what else will you do to try and bring it into reality? So I have my vision boards, which is. A I'm on the vision board. That's why yeah, I'm finding success in life. Exactly. 2022, a thousand sold out crowds for Robbie, the fire Bernstein. And uh, so yes, you make the vision board. I do like to meditate and visualize, and I've kind of gotten away from that, which I think is why we're, the world is in a slight recession. So I need to get back to my meditation, make sure I'm visualizing abundantly. And um, what you want to do, though, if you ever see the like a winner from a UFC fight, the, that moment, that exhilaration when they win the fight where they're like, ah, 
that's what she would feel like if you just won the lottery or you just got everything you ever wanted, which might be the thing that you want. And like, if you got that thing you, you wanted, you want to, you, the feeling that you would have, you want to sort of kind of imagine what that would feel like while you have in your mind possession of the said thing or goal, whatever. And supposedly through quantum mechanics and whatever, the mind affects the universal reality and it kind of just bends to your will ever so slowly, like a seed turning into a tree. And not to, because uh, I know you look at this in more slightly more spiritual terms than I do, uh -huh. uh, but to agree with the principle that you're stating and maybe put a slightly more rational spin on it. Uh, I once had this, I once had a sales job and if you could find purple numbers, that means that it was a business that had never been called. They were very hard to find. And oh. I could tell you if I was prospecting in the morning, cause we had a software that would basically, there was like a color coding system for numbers. Um, it, if you could find a purple number, I got excited because that meant money. It was literally like I just found gold. Now, generally speaking, prospecting, if you're in sales, it sucks. It's not fun. But because I knew that I could close such a high like ratio of the purple numbers that every time I found one, it was actually like it made me feel good, which made me want to work more. Like I can almost envision like ka-ching right in my head. So I will say that because usually the earlier steps in like the success process just absolutely suck. You know what I mean? Like it, it, things are tough at the beginning, especially before you start winning. Like if you just go to the gym tomorrow as a fat slob and it's your first day at the gym, it's not going to be fun. So I do think speaking like what, what you're talking about of kind of I wouldn't look at it as manifesting as much as channeling better energy within your brain that if you can kind of like envision uh, that feeling of winning at the end or like kind of bring, like when you got the tedious tasks, if you can kind of look past the tedious tasks and look at the way that it's actually playing into your goal, then sometimes it's a little bit easier to just kind of like sucker it up and, you know, actually like see a little bit of joy into like the, what would otherwise be a tedious task. Yeah. Like if you think about how, when the bulls won the fifth world championship for uh, whatever Chicago, and they're all spraying champagne all over each other and hugging. And like, that's what that cha-ching you just did. Like kind of that feeling is where you ultimately want to get. And it'll only last a moment. You can only pat yourself on the back for that, that moment in time. Then you got to get back on and get back to work because there's more work to do. But ultimately you're chasing a dragon chasing a feeling of success and you'll you'll reach it if you stick with it you know you might have to pivot here and there you know elon musk just bought twitter you know whatever <laughs> that, that one's going to be interesting all right yeah. robert Anyways. pleasure to have you on uh for everyone listening promo code rym you get 20 percent off you got those new summer styles including the uh the mesh with the built-in vaginas in them don't come after us if your pair doesn't have that's actually just for the lucky few, not every pair will come with a working vagina, but for one lucky winner. <laughs> yeah, that um, you can buy one of those. What are those? What is, who's used to sponsor Rogan? The fleshlights. Fleshlight. Thank you. Just throw one in the throw one in the pouch and and get on a plane. Have some fun. And Entertain just yourself. Make everyone 
feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to the next segment. And uh, aside from sheath underwear, if you like the business tips, go follow RPG, uh, what, uh, RPG global. Is that the Robert, full name? Robert, Robert Patton global podcast. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We talk about a lot of these types of things and, and next month I'm going to bring a, a super hot tip. So be ready. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. Teasing it. There yeah, you go. It's All right. Gonna, it's going to be a winner for sure. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for uh, joining us. I look forward to the next segment. Bye everyone. All right. We're going to get back into, cause I jumped around a little bit. I had one more news topic that I wanted to cover and that's going to be today's episode. And then tomorrow I've got Clint on. We're going to be talking about some financial stuff. And then later in the week, I have a uh, um, a fellow from Syria hitting me up saying he's got some interesting insights about what's going on in Ukraine. So let's uh, let me just come back here for a second. Let's pull this back. What story didn't I cover here? I talked about the Durham. I talked about this. Oh, do you guys see this? This video is fun. Here, let's give this a watch. And I'll give you guys a breakdown. For those just listening to the show, you got New York mayor, City Mayor Eric Adams, Eric Adams was pictured partying it up with British supermodel Cara Delevingne and rapper ASAP Rocky at a swanky event held inside the one Vanderbilt skyscraper on Monday night. A clip of the ex-cop mayor, who began his first term in January, showed him dancing gently while posing next to Delevingne, who clutched a box. All right. Firstly, I haven't paid that much attention to Eric Adams, the current mayor of New York City, and he's a handsome man. I mean, if I was married, that's the kind of dude I would want to be plowing out my wife. I mean, this he almost looks like uh, Bernie Williams from the uh, from the New York Yankees, from what I remember. But he's uh, oddly fit. I don't even know how old he is. Uh, but uh, I'm learning. I never thought about going to clubs, but apparently I can dance. If this is what dancing is, if doing some coke, holding up a bottle, wearing... Firstly, I'd also like to spend more time in women's clothing. I feel like I could look good in a jumpsuit like what this lady's wearing. And then you just get that care time. You just, you just put your tongue out, let everyone know how fucked up you are. And isn't it great that even if you're as powerful as mayor, you still got to go through the same process. I don't hang out like this. I don't go to clubs. This is not my thing. But can you imagine, like, I, I hang out with people that I actually enjoy hanging out with. But, like, this is a whole different game where you just go to places that you don't want to be in. You give some kick, some some supermodel Coke and drinks all night. You hope that she finally tires herself out to the point where you're like, all right, have you had enough of being out yet that we can now have sex? Because there can't be a person in the world that actually enjoys the company of somebody who is chugging down their own champagne bottle in public, dancing in the corner of the room with no one that's dancing with them. And then you just got to stand there and just be like, yep, I'm uh, with this lady hoping she tires herself out. Isn't that a classy look for the mayor? Just going to places. Yep, I'm with this pretty lady and... uh I'm hoping uh, two hours from now she's had enough of whatever the fuck this is because I don't know what she's doing, but, you know, I don't know how much longer she could possibly continue doing that for. All right. And then the last story that I wanted to discuss was um, this uh, black MSNBC host was actually advocating for racism, which I thought was interesting. So uh, there have been some people in response to the Will Smith incident of hitting Chris Rock saying that it's uh cultural that it's cultural that uh that us white people can't understand uh that there's appropriate violence within the black community i believe that's the claim but you know what why why would i put words into this lady's mouth uh let's actually just read the quote 
Harry claimed that Smith Rock incident was an example of how black people relate to each other in a way that white people do not understand, even though it happened to everybody watching the ceremony. So I guess the attitude here is that uh, black people are different than white people. And so since they're different, it's more acceptable for them to engage in violence because that's their culture, which sounds to me like the world's most racist perspective. It sounds to me like you're advocating that the two groups of people operate or in or in some way different. And so it's more OK for them to engage in violence. Doesn't that sound like the most racist thing you've ever heard in your entire life? Hey, listen, white people, you don't judge us. We're not holding ourselves to the same standards as as your as your proper culture. So don't look at us when we're being violent towards each other with judgment. I hope you understand I'm making fun of this lady for her racist attitude because I don't have these opinions. I think that everyone is above slapping each other in the face while they're at the uh, at the whatever events. All right. I think that's our show for today. And Keith coming at the end, letting me know that he thanks me for the show. And Keith, I thank you for that comment. All right. Some other comments. Heather Rivera saying Robbie should do an underwear modeling calendar to support the summer porch tour for 2024. That's not the worst idea. And then all that for this. Who says that model has to be shirtless? Markets. You know what? I like that idea. I, I like that. You just you wear the sheath and a shirt and that way and you get a shirt that maybe can contort your body as much as the sheath so that everything looks good. It's like Spanx for men. We could even call that the campaign, the Spanx for men campaign. Hey, do you look terrible with your clothes off and you would like what women have with Spanx? Except I don't know if you've ever been with the chick who does too much of that, but there's nothing worse when you start like unraveling a chick and they were wearing too much support stuff. It feels like you pulled the string on an inflatable raft. That's not cool because at some point they got to own up to the fact that that's not actually the way that their body looks. So you know what I mean? Like that's got to also be disappointing. You show up in bed, you're wearing the sheath and some lady, she starts drooling, pussy's getting all wet. She's like, holy shit, that's a lot of cock. And then you take it off and then, you know, turns out it was just all the padding. Uh, that's why you want to send it in the dick. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. This episode's over. It's been over for five minutes. Why are you people still listening? All right, here we go. Thank you very much for Robert coming on with the business tips. I do recommend if you haven't already converted, sheathunderwear.com, promo code RYM, you get 20% off. Yo, Kratom, yo, Delta. It's the end of the world. Don't be sober for it. And then uh, I got all sorts of summer porch tour dates coming your way. It's starting to come together. People are starting to confirm their porches. Uh, they're sending me pictures of uh, their homes, their wives. Everything that you would need to evaluate whether or not a location is summer porch tour ready. So uh, pretty soon I'll actually have all these dates organized. And um, I also have some dates later this month, but I'm going to actually put it all together and then you guys can uh, come out for shows. All right. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Back tomorrow with Clint in the morning. Later.